When Pat Hallengren arrived at work on August 10, 2002, she noticed that the middle mailbox was missing. It was the one she had always used. For as long as she could remember, it had stood between two other receptacles outside her window in the American Express travel office in Princeton, New Jersey. But during the late hours of the previous night, postal authorities had removed the box. Before long, word spread about the reason, and local curiosity turned to horror. The mailbox was found to have contained anthrax spores. When Pat heard this, her first thoughts were about her mailman, Mario. I really wasn't concerned for myself. I mean, I just put mail in the box, but Mario had to take it out. Her worry was understandable. Anthrax bacteria are as murderous as South American flesh-eating ants. An army of ants traveling in the millions can decimate an immobilized individual by devouring his flesh layer by layer. Death is gradual and agonizing. Anthrax bacilli do to the body from within what the ants do from without. They attack everywhere, shutting down and destroying the body's functions from top to bottom. The organisms continue to multiply and swarm until there is nothing left for them to feed on. In two or three days, a few thousand bacilli may become trillions. At the time of death, as much as 30% of a person's blood weight may be live bacilli. A microscopic cross-section of a blood vessel looks as though it is teeming with worms. The anthrax bioterrorism attacks the previous fall in 2001 had been conducted by mail. On October 4, three weeks after the terror of September 11, a Florida man was diagnosed with inhalation anthrax. His death the next day became the first known fatality ever caused by bioterrorism in the United States. During the following weeks, more people were diagnosed with inhalation anthrax as well as with the less dangerous cutaneous or skin form of the disease. Almost all the cases were traced to spores of Bacillus anthracis that had been placed in letters, perhaps a half dozen letters containing a quantity of powder equivalent in volume to a handful of aspirin tablets paralyzed much of America. During the fall 2001 scare, congressional sessions were suspended and the U.S. Supreme Court was evacuated. Infected mail disrupted television studios and newspaper offices. People everywhere were afraid to open mail. Four of the anthrax letters were later found and all were postmarked Trenton, New Jersey. That was the imprint made at the Large Postal Sorting and Distribution Center on Route 130 in Hamilton Township, 10 miles from Princeton. Ten months after the attacks, when Pat Hallandron's favorite mailbox had been removed, mailboxes that served the Hamilton facility were belatedly being tested for anthrax. In the first week of August, investigators swabbed 561 drop boxes and delivered the cotton tips to state laboratories. Only that one mailbox on Nassau Street, near the corner of Bank Street in Princeton, tested positive for anthrax. Could that box, not 30 feet from Pat Hallengren's desk, have been where the poison letters were deposited? The mailer of the anthrax letters had not yet been found. But six weeks before the discovery of anthrax spores in the Princeton mailbox, the U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft had identified a microbiologist named Stephen Hatfield as a person of interest. Days after the middle mailbox was removed, federal agents fanned out through the neighborhood, 
They showed a picture of a steely, thick-necked man to merchants and patrons up and down Nassau Street. It was Hatfield. Do you remember seeing this person, they asked. I don't recognize him, Pat Hallengren answered. But I see so many people on this corner. Four doors up from the corner, Shalom Levin, the bearded owner of the Red Onion Delicatessen, was ambivalent. I might have seen him walking around here, he told an FBI official, but perhaps Hatfield's face seemed familiar, he acknowledged, because he had seen it on TV. In 2003, long after the discovery of anthrax in the Princeton mailbox, the FBI was still searching for the mailer and Hatfield was still considered a person of interest.